0: Our next couple of sessions, we're going to give the families a chance to tell what they've been through and how they kept their marriage going through those three areas and how they exercise forgiveness. The ironic thing is, from a counseling perspective, forgiveness works, whether it's in the home, in the church, in the job, the same techniques seem to flow through to maintain unity in the home or in the church. I want to introduce our guests at this time. First of all, our viewing audience. We want you to take part tonight. You can go to YouTube and type in Church of God in Macon, Georgia. You'll see there the live banner. You can, you can just connect with that. And also our special, special guest tonight, the Cavan family. Sister Sandra is a mom. A wife, and she studied at Ohio University in commercial commerce. Brother Sam is a businessman, entrepreneur, minister, and planting a church of God there in Columbus, Georgia. So, Kevin's guide us through this process of forgiveness and how this works within the family structure. And that's close uh, to both of you.
1: A quick correction. Uh, you said Columbus, Georgia, but that would be Columbus, Ohio.
0: Forgive me, Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. I, I have Georgia on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. I'm right University. ahead. And also, also,
1: she went to Ohio State rather than Ohio University. Wow. That's a
0: double whammy. <laughs> there, because they put, oh, I, I, forgive me. I'm sorry. <laughs> right ahead. All right. So we'll talk about this idea of forgiveness, uh, tonight, especially in the home. So on our last session, both of you two discussed about the friendship and how you had a friendship prior to your marriage. Is that important? How does that help out in maintaining a marriage situation? Is marriage is friendship important? in the marriage situation.
2: Absolutely. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Go right ahead,
0: ma'am. You can go first.
2: Um, I believe it's important. um, When you establish a friendship beforehand, you have somewhat of a foundation um, that you're building on because the friendship may turn into something else and it may not. So we were friends at first to begin with. And I think that with some of the bumps in the road that we hit that helped us to, um, you know, kind of remember where we started. We were we've been friends for a very long time, and I think that only helped our relationship.
0: But Sam, friendship in the marriage, how does that prosper or bless it in the long run?
1: I believe that prospers it, and one of the things that friendship does is at the end of the day, you feel like that this is a friend, and that kind of brings you back to where. You want to do your friend right. You want to treat your friend right. All
0: right. So, Sandra, you're talking to a woman tonight in our view in the audience, and she says, I've allowed my husband to come back home, but I find myself doing and saying, same hurtful things. Did you experience that when he first came back home?
2: Good question. Um- Samuel never left. We we were never parted. We were never apart. Samuel never left the home. I never left the home. Um, so I want to get that clear first. Um, for someone who was in a situation where one of the, one spouse did leave the home, um, and then when they came back, um, you, you have to get to a point to where you have to forgive that person. Um, if you continue to bring it up all the time, it the forgiveness is probably not complete. Um, once you forgive, you you have to be able to let that part go because it's not going to help you grow. It's not going to help your spouse. Um, if you just continue to bring up the things in the past that, you know, when there was an issue, um, it, it's not going to be beneficial for either party to continue to bring that up. You're going to, you're just basically pouring salt into your own wound. And then if he's really trying or she's really trying um, to make things better, you're really not making it easy for them. So you, you want to work together and you, you have to put that on the altar because only God, as far as I'm concerned, can help you to where he takes that away to where that's not something that you're going to constantly do because you've forgiven and you want to move on.
0: Brother Sam, what signs did you see that were there before you went all the way out? situation that you did? Were there any signs that, warning signs that you saw before you went far as you did?
1: In my situation, it was probably the drinking.
0: Okay. Okay. Expand on that drinking. What do you mean by that? Well,
1: you know, when when you go out and you're having a quote-unquote good time and you're hanging out, alcohol and drugs it impairs your ability to make good decisions and so um once you start down that path and then the decision or the uh temptation arises where you have to make a decision because of your unsoberness that's going to lower your ability to make the right decision or make the right choice
0: all right, Sister Sandra, how does one regain trust if the spouse has went out or vice versa? How can that trust be regained?
2: Time. <laughs> it, it, it takes time. I mean, the individual really has to kind of like prove themselves, you know. Um, in our case, it was a little bit different because I knew that, you um, Once my husband was saved, I really didn't worry about him going out on me, so to speak, um, because I knew that his covenant with God trumped everything. So if he were to decide to do something other than be faithful in our marriage under the guise of being saved, then he's not saved anymore. Um, And I know that when he got saved, he got saved. Uh, I know he would not want to do anything to sever his relationship with god uh for someone who is not saved um in that situation again he, actually both ways either way it it takes time um to gain trust again um I didn't fear necessarily him going out again but that inner feeling you still you know thoughts come to your mind the enemy's gonna bring things to your mind to make you maybe try to treat your spouse a certain way that you shouldn't or be short with them or not want to maybe be around them at certain times or whatever, but only I can't see any other way than God helping you through that. I, I couldn't imagine going through um, the task or I couldn't imagine going through the difficulty that we did not being saved. I, I don't know what the outcome would have been.
0: Mr. Director, any comments? The-
2: yes, I believe this question is for Sandra. Mrs. The three one three acts. Were there any warning signs? Absolutely, there were. Um, and you don't want to, you know. At first, you don't want to believe that that's what is is going on. You're like, hey, you know. But in the back of your mind, you know, because you know there are signs, and you know, kind of your your intuition or. You know that, that feeling in the back of your in your head or something kinda in your heart or whatever, you there are there are signs. At least there were for me. Okay.
0: Brother Sam, if one wrongs someone, may it be in the church or in the home or at school or job, how can one ask for forgiveness? How does that process look?
1: Well, if you wrong someone first of all, knowing that you wronged them is probably the first step. And then after you know that you have wronged them, then you have to have a heart that feels sorrowful for wronging them. And then once you feel sorrowful for wronging them, then you can truly and sincerely ask for forgiveness because you truly care about this person, love this person, and you don't wanna see that person hurt. And so when you realize what you have done, then you can sorrowfully ask for forgiveness and mean it, not just, I got caught forgiveness, but I really want you to forgive me for what I did and I am truly sorry. And with that sorrow, I'll never do this again because I don't ever want you to hurt
0: because of what I've done again. Bielfee said. Any questions?
2: Denise Rawls had a comment. She said, I like what Sister Sandra said about friendships. Friend loveth at all times.
0: Very well. We go. Very good. Very good. Sister Sandra, how does a husband prove his love? That's a pretty oh, deep question good. there. Good but question. <laughs> if you're out there, husbands, uh, this might <laughs> help.
2: Help us out, Sister Sandra. Right. Right. Okay. We're,
0: we're putting you on the spot now. Yeah. You are.
2: I would say again T I M E. You know, um, your husband has to invest time in the relationship. He proves his love by caring about the things that you care about. Um, Let's say, like you know, say you know, for me, like I, lo- I like to walk. I like to take walks um, in through the neighborhood to the park, whatever the case. And maybe he doesn't, but because he wants to prove that it's about making me happy, prove that he loves me, come home from work, they let's go take a walk, and that would just you know, that would bring about a smile. You know, I he knows I love walking. So for someone else, it may be. I don't know going out to dinner or um, but I think the biggest thing as far as personally would be time just spending that spending that time um, and doing the things that he did you know when we were courting right so you can't just you don't want to win them over by you know if you're dining them all the time or taking them on trips or whatever it is that you did to win that person's heart that can't end once you're married right those are the things you did early on to show how much you care for that person or how much you love them, you need to continue those things and amp them up a little bit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well
0: Brother Sam, what is your take on that? How does a man prove his love for his wife?
1: Well, there is a, uh, well, I guess this was an old couple's retreat that we went to. And one of the things that was said at that retreat was if the husband spends his day Trying to make the wife happy and the wife spends her day trying to make the husband happy, you'll have a happy home. So if I can spend my time doing whatever I can to make my wife happy and you have to know what her love language is, so you have to know what it's going to take to make her happy and then you do what it takes to make her happy. And um, one of the other things that I wanted to mention is that when someone is hurt and you ask them for forgiveness there is a wound that is a wound that is opened up yes. and yes. when that wound is opened up like most wounds you have to give the wound time to heal now some wounds they heal to the point where you don't even remember where the blow was or where the cut or the incision was you just remember Something happened, but you can look on you. I don't remember if it was the left foot or right hand because it was completely covered over. Some may leave a scar, which will remind you, but if you do what you're supposed to do, the idea of the husband or spouse that is trying to gain the forgiveness, the idea is to do things in such a way that they don't even want to remember where the scar is. And then if it happens to come up, then they go looking for it because they're not constantly looking at it or they're not constantly worried about it because you've done a great job with the oil and with the the lotion and with whatever you can use uh, butter, the uh, buttercream to cover that scar up and to make it go away or to be forgotten. So that's my duty. And it doesn't stop now. That, that continues on un, until she and I are taken away from here and, and go to heaven. From here until then, you, you love them until death do you part. And the Bible says to love your wife as Christ loved the church. So there, there is a love that requires salvation. And with that salvation, you can love your spouse, I mean, undeniably.
0: Let's expound on that. So what you're saying is if I've wounded someone, I can do things to enhance healing and enhance that uh, that healing process. Absolutely, because your
1: uh, wound is not something that's desirable to look at. It's not something that's desirable to think about. It's not something that's desirable to dwell on. And so you want to do all that you can to give an alternative to dwelling and desiring to look on the wound. That's not a good thought. I don't want to even think about that anymore. I'm thinking about all of the good. I'm not saying that this never happened. It did, but it's gone. Jesus said that he would forgive us as far as the East is from the West and cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. So. I'm not asking or saying to my wife, i never did anything. And so you should never, ever remember or any, no, I'm saying to her, I love you in such a way that I want your mind to not go there because of what I'm doing for you here or now. And from here on out.
0: Friends, if you have questions or comments, I wish you'd feel free to call in. Our time is running away but sister Sandra, I want to mend my marriage, but he's 30 minutes late or not at work. When I call on the phone in another room talking, what should I do now? Or what should be my reaction to that?
2: You would need to have a conversation. So if something is bothering you, you, you've got to talk about it or else every time it it happens every time they're on the phone, you're going to be trying to listen in. Like, I wonder who that is, or you're going to, um, you know, why are you late from work again today? And then that that's just going to start, you're going to start your conversation out every time with why, um, as if you're pointing and you're blaming and you don't really know why they're on the phone, you know, outside or whatever it is that they're doing, but you, you have to have the conversation like, you know, honey, um, because of what happened in our relationship, I, you know, I, I, every time you're on the phone, it seems like I feel like it's something that's not right. Or every time you're late for work, I feel like you're doing something wrong again. And, and let let him know, you know, so that he can work on like, oh, I don't want you to feel that way. I'll make sure next time that, you know, if I'm on the phone, I can come in, hey, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so and going about, you know, the conversation or, um, you know, try your best if you're going to be late, maybe, and you're used to being at home at a certain time. Call and let her know that you know. Listen, I'm running a little little late. I should be there by X amount of time or whatever. But the conversation needs to be had so that you're not constantly thinking those negative thoughts every time that person is late coming home or every time they're on the phone in another room. You don't you you're not going to be happy living like that.
0: Director, any comments from the? email yes, communications sir. yes ma'am
2: denise Rawls asked sandra do you know or for the sam actually do you know when the forgiveness is forgiven
0: good question okay that was to
2: both
1: correct uh, okay i guess in my case you uh, you know there is an automatic th- there is a breach uh, when you um do somebody wrong there's a breach and you can sense the breach and you because if you know your wife and your friends then you can sense it it's almost like somebody you talk to in the regular all of a sudden you're wondering why the phone calls are a little bit spotty and not as regular as they used to be you can sense but then when it gets back to how it was before then you know okay yes it, it, it is and real quick i like to piggyback on what was just said a little bit ago um, I think I forgot what was said. We'll come back. Forgot to my pants off. Let's go on. We'll
0: come back to you, friends. Our time is gone tonight. We really need to thank this couple from disclosing yes. what's going yes. on. Yes. How yes. they have mended these things up. Yes, Statistics true. from last week. We're looking at forty percent of marriages ending divorce here in America, mm-hmm. and so we want to do all we can to sustain forgiveness in the home, in the church, and the ways they did it tonight. They talked about communication. They All talked right. about love and forgiveness and how some things take time. We want to use that in our uh, different areas of life to continue this. We're going to ask the guys to come back next week because I only, I've got about 10 questions left only. And we need to finish those questions up.
2: I think Friends. he wanted
0: to finish his... Right, seconds. Oh, he oh, 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 you, you came what? back to him? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I was
1: going to say is that Please. I'm a complete open book with my wife. In other words, if my phone is laying there, she knows the code to get on my phone, the computer, she can get on the computer. If there's something in my room, in the drawer, she can go through the room, go through the drawer. So there's nothing that's off limits. She can hop in my car whenever she wants, rummage through my stuff if she feels the only time I really had to hide something was when I did a surprise birthday party for <laughs> Wow. But other than Wonderful.
0: that,
1: I mean, what's mine is hers, what's hers is mine, and so yeah. when you get to that point, that eliminates any type of thoughts at all because you go right. find out yourself, what, who are you talking to? Oh, that's so-and-so, tell him I said hi. Tell him you said mm-hmm. hi. Yeah. There's nothing Beautiful. hidden. We've
0: Beautiful. got to come back to that point. That's very, very important. So next week we'll yeah. come back to that yeah. point of how they were able to instill trust in a very quick way. Friends, this podcast is by Church of God, for Church of God. We've been affected by division in the past 60, 70 years. We're going to do all we can to implement those three things, forgiveness, reconciliation, and healing. And this podcast produces that It can permeate throughout the church. May the Lord bless you.
2: We'll see you next week.